0: Your eyes, windy smile
1: calls me, so I sing the song of love, Julia,
0: her hair of floating sky is shimmering, podcast and Walter I guess you can hear is wishing everybody a wonderful day
2: (laughs) yes Walter's uh, joining us he's very excited about the podcast and excited about the the day ahead hi everybody I hope you are all well whether this is morning noon or night where you're listening and when you're listening Uh, it's good to see so many friends in the chat already
0: I'm How are you doing, Pammy? Well, I'm going to take my headphones off, off for a minute so I can go quiet him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is absolutely fine. Uh, it's funny because Pam and I were prepping before the show and not a peep, but as soon as she started to switch over to start the recording, Walter could not hold back. <laughs> as Betty says, Walter is translating for the dogs listening to the podcast. And he's singing too. Awesome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And Betty says, oh, I love this song. I always picture Paul listening to it. Betty, impressive. Before we even said our hellos, you already wove Paul into the podcast this morning. You are awesome. I'm so happy to see and hear, uh, all of our friends I see I think Walter's calming down and Ellie good morning Lori Betty Elena and Shell all joined and I thought I saw Ashley earlier popping in and out she might be buffering I think Ashley was on this morning Um, she's usually our first first in the chat Um, even before things start Ashley's our early bird. Well, I should say, I'm thinking Ellie is truly our early bird since 6 a.m., 6.04 now on the West Coast. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Can you believe we are at the end of July? I am. (laughs) And, yes, Ashley is here. I see. Yay. And, yes, Elena, Walter loves SR Stories, too. (laughs) Sometimes a Walter little is a too fan. much. Right, <laughs> <laughs> His enthusiasm knows no bounds, Kim. <laughs> yes, well, he's now sitting beside me, so he will And watching. yes, Shell, I forgot, because you're in Vegas, right? If I'm right. remembering. Am I remembering, Shell, am I remembering you're in Las Vegas? Is that wrong? I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Do you think it is? She's... She's an early riser, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh, you guys. More power to you. We are happy you could join us. And Ashley's saying, Mixler acts weird when the podcast starts. She has to exit out and then re-enter. Hmm. And they
0: always... You know, and Mixler does a lot of strange things sometimes.
2: Yes. And our our, text, our our I've had a lot of weird tech things going on this week. I'm not sure about you. Ah. And Shell is... She is in Vegas. That's mm-hmm. what I, I rem, I'm sorry, Shell, I remember now. And Vegas is actually in Pacific time, which I keep thinking Vegas is in mountain, mountain time. time, but it's not. You so know, thank you. Actually, I think I learned that. Well, you want to hear something, something
0: really embarrassing? It wasn't until <laughs> I went to Aspen, Colorado that I realized that there was a mountain time.
2: That sounds embarrassing if it's not out there. Hey, Cheryl, good morning.
0: When I was a kid you'd watch TV, it would be, you know, Eastern time, Central time, and Pacific time. That's true. I never knew there was a mountain time.
2: Well, you know, that kind of is a little offensive to the people in mountain time, don't you think? It is. You're right about that. And they used to only say those three time zones. Uh Huh. Huh. That's weird. So, you know. That's my friend and denver about that
0: so i you know i can remember when you know i got on the plane i first trip i ever took totally by myself and went to aspen colorado to try to learn to ski which was a joke and i and also to try to find john denver don't ask (laughs) i was young and stupid
2: did you find him
0: no, but I did, f-
1: <laughs>
0: I oh did gosh, find... Oh my I feel this another guy. chapter for the book coming. <laughs> I did find this guy. I was at the Hotel Jerome at the, in their basement. Uh, they had a bar in the basement.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I met this guy. And out there, really nice out there, typical hippie type guy that had lifting Aspen. And it was right right when celebrities were starting to find Aspen, to be honest mm-hmm.
2: with. Yep.
0: And um, we got to talking and we, we were we talked all night, you know, and oh, what well, can I see you tomorrow night? You know, and, and because I, I was not up for one night stands at that point in time in my life.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: And um, so it was, you know, We I caught up with him and he was like writing. He wrote, he was, you know, I'm wealthy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, he did have a beautiful home in Aspen in, on the mountains.
2: Oh,
1: um,
0: temptation. So anyway, but <laughs> I came back home. And I was watching Johnny Carson one night. Steve Martin was on. And it was when Steve Martin would put the arrow, put the arrow on his Oh, yeah, he, when he, whole... his Wild
2: and Crazy Guy period. Well, before
0: <laughs> Wild and Crazy Guy, before he ever went on Saturday Night Live, he would... Have, oh,
2: when he, he was still he was pure stand-up.
0: Out. Yeah, it was pure stand-up. And, you know, Johnny Carson had this thing where if he liked you, he would call you over to sit. If he didn't like you, you did your bit and you left.
2: Right, right, right. P- Betty's saying, don't tell me it was Sylvester Stallone. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> I, I don't even know who the guy, guy was, but turns out Steve Martin.
2: Shell says it was hippie dude. <laughs> yeah, hippie
0: dude. Um, but uh, so Steve Martin's talking with Johnny Carson about living in Aspen and doing whatever. And <laughs> he talk- started talking about this guy, and it was the guy I met. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, oh my God!
0: Pam, I mean, apparently he was the town crazy. I don't know,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> that I that does not surprise somehow. That doesn't surprise me, Pam. I think that's truly another chapter for your book. <laughs> well, you
0: know, well the other the other crazy thing was is they have a. I have a small paper called the Aspen Times, mm-hmm. and I mean it's like maybe 10 pages total.
2: Oh, yeah, yep.
0: And just to give you a context of time reference, when I was there, Claudine Langer, who had murdered her lover, Spider Savage, uh, um, was doing a work release program in Aspen and from jail. So, it oh was my god, it was during that time. yeah so i brought Uh, the aspen times home it's like i said it's a small paper i have it i have it in a a photo book that i have and it it, it, the back page had his picture on it
2: (laughs) oh my gosh truly a colorful character betty says cam i never saw that twist in your story (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) and uh yeah there were (laughs) (laughs) Ellie said hippie guy yeah my cousin Dana lives in Aspen so she knows
0: yeah well you know Aspen's a beautiful town and at that point in time it really was wasn't um
2: it was very undiscovered at that point
0: yeah there weren't a lot of uh, celebrities and if there were nobody really talked about it
2: I wonder if you ran into a guy I used to work with who went to out there during that time um to work at the Aspen Music Festival no, probably not. Probably not. You, I, it may have. I think the timeline may have been I, off a little bit.
0: Yeah, because when I was there, it didn't had any festivals. That's when I got my my teaching degree from Aspen State Teachers College. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that the other night. Yes. Um, Ellie, by the way, is listening to the podcast while finishing packing up for a road trip. It's her cousin Robbie's 50th birthday tomorrow, and they're all heading to a geek convention and great America. So, Ellie, happy birthday to cousin Robbie mm. and have a blast. I love road trips, as you all know, and I'm hoping you have a wonderful time with everybody. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I think you're gonna have a lot of fun. So I'm glad thank you for listening. Um, yes, Lori's mentioning that she loves New Mexico. It's close, and she loves that we gain an hour. also, Shell and Ellie are devoted podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they are, yes, are die hard. So are you, Lori. It's no slouch to wake up earlier than than our nine am. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So uh, and I love New Mexico too. My husband has to go there. He's going to Santa Fe this week for work. And I love Santa Fe and I can't go. And I keep saying, I can't believe you're going to Santa Fe. I can't believe you're going to Santa Fe. I'm so jealous. Mm, I love, I love, love, I love, I just love that place. There's something so special about that area. And I well, love it's, it's, it's New a, Mexican it's, cuisine. I love the food there. New I Mexico has,
0: a, has an energy vortex that is very
2: um, yes. special. Land of enchantment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they say it. You're That's so true. right, Pam. It's, it's just, it's beautiful. And he's all stressed out about it. I said, you're going to love it. Well, he won't have time. That's the thing he's working. And I mm-hmm. said, no, you have to take a little bit of time. It's, it's, I, I just told him I, he's going to love it. Mm-hmm. I'll have him ready to explore. Okay. Yes. And it's good to see PK Tabby join. Hello. Good PK. morning. I saw that you, it was interesting. I thought you had a comment earlier and you did. You mentioned you have a cousin that lives in Denver, but you weren't showing up on my speaking of Mixler having uh, being quirky. Being fun. I, I you weren't showing up that you had arrived. So I'm glad I'm glad Mm -hmm. that you were able to join us this morning. Um, Yeah, I cannot believe, like I said, (laughs) Betty's saying, so you're a teacher and are are you an astronaut, Pam? (laughs) Um, Well, uh, officially, uh, no. Um, Am
0: I an astronaut? Well, people have said I've been a space cadet at times. Um, (laughs) But I did graduate from the Norman Bates School of Hotel Management.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I see Brenda's on, too. Brenda, coming in from the Big Easy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, she has her coffee and beignets. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous. Sure. I'm jealous, too. I know it's hot, hot, hot down there, but I just love that part of the world, too. Ellie is heading to the 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 Geek Fest that she referred to is the California Extreme Pinball and Video Game Expo. Wow, Ellie, that actually sounds that, like it's yeah. going to be a blast. I used, I used
0: <laughs> to work. I used to work with a guy that would his whole vacation schedule surrounded video game tournaments. Wow. So he because he was a participant most of them.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Talk about like, oh. the geek um jo, jo, poor Joseph he was such a good guy he was such a, a nice kid and we had this one woman that we worked with that used to tease him unmercifully you
1: know oh yeah
0: I it was you know well
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know didn't you meet any girls when you were because he went to I think a school up in Maine I think Bates is in Maine
2: uh, yeah, and uh, Bates, uh, my daughter's, one of her classmates, uh, one of her, cl- actually from childhood, from, you know, from elementary school up, went to, got his master's at Bates. Okay. Good school. I think it's Maine. I know it's yes, New England. It is, it Correct us, uh, Elena, Maine, Ms. Maine. Um, is Bates? Bates is in Maine, right? Yeah. I think it is. Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, so he, yeah, and, and, but she would, oh, God, the. Or, you know, she often thought that maybe he was Asperger's, high-functioning mm-hmm. Asperger's. But he, I don't know. I don't know. All I can tell you is that Marvel Comics was his account, and he was very happy with that. Because he, really, he got all, you know these, what? all the Marvel stuff. You know what, whatever brings you stuff. joy. Exactly.
2: Whatever brings you joy. You know, I, you got to find your thing. We That's found exactly our thing, right? right. Sr. And the community, and mm-hmm. uh, you, this is one of the things that bring us happiness and joy, and connecting with people. Um, mm-hmm. If pinball is your thing, go. For vid- it. If gaming is your thing, go for it. As Shell says, "Pinball wizards all around."
0: <laughs> hey, I and mean, um, every summer at the boardwalk at the Twenty Eighth Street Arcade, I would have my uh, my I would have my dollar from my allowance that week, and I would go and. <laughs> That dollar bought me um, French fries and a Coke. And Mm -hmm. I would play for about an hour with one dime on a pinball machine because I kept getting the free games. You get so
2: many points. I wonder if SR was into pinball. I think we need to ask SR that question. He's a pinball wizard. I yeah and, and Betty says we're Dante geeks as well that's true. Ellie's saying this is an annual event this convention this uh is an annual event her cousin loves it last time she went was for his 40th birthday this time's a little bumpy he's going through a divorce so my Chris and Maya and Xander are all going her kids are going we'll hit the theme park today and the expo tomorrow but we wanted to celebrate with Rob should be hopefully fun
1: mm-hmm.
2: um <laughs> and his mask the plan is masks and hand sanitizer very smart mm, very, very smart. smart um I think that's great that you're celebrating with your cousin especially um, the cousin's going through a little bit of a tough uh, rocky road I mm. think and having the kids there it's going to make it really special yeah. that's awesome Ellie yeah. I really wish you guys a great time and yes Elena confirmed Bates is in Maine in Lewiston mm-hmm. so great 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 floor saying and because Good Morning, Floor. She joined just a minute or two after Brenda. Floor saying, "Absolutely, find what you love and enjoy it." And Lori notes, "To each his own." Mm-hmm. Very true. And very, my, very true. And my sister
0: was in the Maine State Prison yesterday. Really? Yeah. They have a <laughs> They have a shop in Thomas. I think it's Thomaston, Maine. And it's what they do all this woodworking. Woodworking, That's really cool.
2: Really, so, yeah. I'm gonna have to mention that to my friend who uh, has a place in Newport because sometimes she, you know, will road trip up to Maine from mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and that would be very, very interesting to see all the the art they, artwork, the woodwork.
0: They uh, did um, Pemigewasset Point at the lighthouse, and then they went up to Thomaston. Mm-hmm. black lab um,
2: lady said thomaston great store
0: it is a great store i've got i mm-hmm. my my um, i have an uncle who, who passed away a number of years ago but he had this thing for ducks everything was ducks in his house and <laughs> you know duck lamps duck phone i mean seriously everything was ducks and um he all of a sudden changed his mind he went at nautical
2: oh wow <laughs> uh-huh so what happened to the, all the
0: ducks? Well, they they were still around, but they but yeah, the nautical added to the space, yeah. I guess. Well, we were in Maine State Prison. And he found this really cool lamp, and it was a ship's wheel with bells, and so he brought that back with him.
2: Hmm. Well, Lori's saying your system seems, seems in, your sister seems interesting too, Pam. Patty and so. Jimmy have their 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 thing, and they're very happy with it. So. Yes That's and uh, PK Tabby is helping pull us back into uh, why we're really uh, here. now yeah, because they... to talk about SR and all things SR mm-hmm. and PK asked if we all watched the full trailer of Gabriel's Rapture part three. Let us know in the chat if you did. Yeah I will say I did not. I did and not I'll tell either. you why I want to. I want to be surprised. I want to see everything for the first time when we see when I see the film.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and, and truthfully, I've not been on social media much because I've <laughs> my work week has been a complete mm-hmm. bonkers. Zooey. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't,
0: I. You know, I've seen bits of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, and I didn't yeah. because. I, I know that the reunion scene is involved in there somewhere because they teased that a couple weeks ago. And to me, that's the biggest part of the story. And I don't want to see that until it's actually in full context.
2: <laughs> Brenda says, Oh, y'all are so good. To- so does that mean you've been staying off of the socials? <laughs> Brenda, well, 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 I me- actually have been very marginally dipping in and out. Um, but uh, Pat, I uh, Pam has uh, been a good steward of our account, so she's been reposting things. I repost things and without looking. Several, at them. <laughs> several <laughs> folks have shells seen it, floors seen it. Yes, definitely Cheryl saw it. Betty said Paul was in the trailer. I'm very happy about that, Betty. Were you, were, where's mm-hmm. your heart singing when Paul was in the trailer? Of course, Paul, Paul has to be in the trailer. I mean, that's most of the book. I mean, mm-hmm. or that part of the story. You know, Julia and Gabriel are not together in, the, in this part mm-hmm. of the story until the end. So, of course, Paul has to be in it. You know, I, I would, I would think. You know, mm-hmm. from when the the movie let off, they're they're on their separate journeys right now. So, yeah. and of course, Black Lab Lady says, of course, can't tell you how many times. <laughs> I love it. And Brenda said, I loved it. They showed the angsty parts, of course. It ended too abruptly. You always want more. (laughs) Paul with his tight ass shirt. (laughs) Brenda, I love you so much. That is awesome.
1: Uh,
2: Shell said it was disjointed, not at all in context. So they were showing different kind of clips of it. Betty Um, said it sure was. Paul makes my heart speed up every time. (laughs)
0: You know, I just, so. I, you know, I, 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 like I said, I, I have, I saw the, you know, there's, uh, Julia walking there, knocking and walking in a door and I reposted the video. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now I it's exciting. I mean, things are ramping up. The other thing that happened yesterday, which, um, I'm not sure if y'all caught was the Passionista sisters did the unveiling passion flicks, um, had uh, they had Rhett Carter unveiling yeah. his um, his song song for the film? I saw that. Did you see that? I didn't see it. I, I, saw I heard the, about I got it. A, I got the song, the song for the film it. that he wrote for this part was called "Even Angels Cry," and Red Carter music is his. Uh, Instagram handle if you wanted to check that out he's a lovely 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 person we had a ch- I had a chance to meet him at Passion con um, and hear him mm-hmm. and just really does some beautiful work and <laughs> PK pa- Tabby said I lost count but then I decided to watch something else so she PK's definitely watched a lot. And Betty said, there was a moment in the trailer that made me wonder how that happened. But I won't tell you, ladies. I don't want to spoil it for you. I, I mean, and, and Ashley I said, even totally angels cry. It's, it's less than two weeks away. I know. I'm usually not a big spoiler. I don't get upset about spoilers. And obviously, we know the story. So that's not going to be, um, you know, the storyline isn't going to be unknown. No, we, But we, I just want to... For this s- one, this, this part for me, I just, I want to see unencumbered. Yeah. I want to see it all it's in, in its entirety and go with the ride. Because
0: that, to me, to me, that <clears throat> was the, um, the, one of the more important parts of the book is when they got together again. And-
2: I would argue that that scene, when they get together during the storm is, I feel like that is probably the pivotal scene of the entire series. Yep. I would argue that. So um, Black Lab Lady said, yes, so Red is doing another song for this. Yes. 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 They've uh, contracted, and apparently it's beautiful. The song sounds perfect for Paul, but alas, it's probably about Julia and Gabriel, he said. Well, Betty did she say that pick on uh, the
0: spoiler is that uh, Julia marries Paul. <laughs>
2: Now, Passion Flicks doesn't do that to us, Betty. <laughs> That's why we like Passion Flicks. They actually uh, follow the follow the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't change it um, dramatically like some of the other production companies do. Uh, Brenda says, I need this movie to be at least two hours long so I can have all the things. Yes, yeah, Brenda, yes. I agree. Brenda, yes. <laughs> I that is, that is agree. Sound like my neighbor, Marlene. She's looking forward to this
0: and- <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been crazy this week too, and and uh, no, I haven't really been on anything to be honest with you. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know
2: you've had a lot going on.
0: I've had a lot going on this past month
2: and a half. Hey, but hey, this month's almost over, so yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on a little bit. Yep. Um, Yeah.
0: So I want this. We'll see what happens.
2: Shell says, I want to see the scene where Julia dresses down Ari. <laughs> <laughs> she says, ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shell, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flora says, LOL, buddy, keep dreaming. <laughs> I know, she so says. I was
0: looking forward to the Julia's dress and the Assisi scenes.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to visit there so much. Me too, Floor. Me too. Betty says, as long as Paul doesn't marry Allison, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's good. We got to yeah. be good. And Black Lab Lady says, "Eliza, I agree. Best part of the book, and will be great as the movie." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I, i i am not ready. I've said this every week. I'm like a broken record. I am not ready to watch this part. It is going to just emotionally. I actually think I may wait and watch it Friday because I don't know if I could handle it in the middle of the work week. But I... we shall see. I'll get too wrapped up and want to watch it anyway. No, uh, PK Tabby says, Red is a great singer. I love his music. Totally agree with Brenda 78. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and... I did like his thought, the song you did for the, uh, the first one. <laughs> and Brenda, Brenda said, "Paul marries you, Betty, in I'm in, in your dreams, at least. Yes, 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 yes. I know. I, I it's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm just so thankful that Passion Flicks is and has optioned these books and has done such a beautiful job, such a careful." Job with mm-hmm. this production. I mean, honestly, we couldn't have asked for anything more. It's true than what they've it, been able, it, you know, to provide it, to us.
0: If this has been on a, like a major, ne- a major studio production, we probably wouldn't have seen half of what we've seen from the the movie. You
2: know, it's it just been, so if beautifully if done. Things would have
0: been combined, and it would be. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah.
2: It would, I'm sure they would have done a good job. And I, am not, I don't mean to knock some of the other production companies because no, okay. obviously bigger budgets, you can do a little bit more to be more lavish, whatever. But right. the fact that they work so closely with the authors is for me, everything. Gotcha. And I, I'm just really grateful. I'm, and Betty, yes, Betty wants to see Rachel's wedding. I want to see both of the wedding scenes I, and I, I, I'm interested. I want to see the, I really like to see the dance with Rachel and our Julia and Richard. Richard. Yeah. That's, that's one of the scenes I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping it's in, um, cause I think it. that's such an important message. He's saying, look, you know, don't wait, don't wait too long because mm-hmm. you don't know what, what the next day will bring. You know, I just, I, I, I feel like that's such an important message. For her to hear at that time, especially.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: So, Betty's saying, Will Rachel release 50 Doves at the end of her wedding ceremony?
0: <laughs> Who knew, maybe she'll have, they'll throw birdseed. I don't know.
2: Yep. You know. Flora's saying, Couldn't agree more. They have done a tremendous job. And Shell saying, Other studios want to put things out fast but not putting quality into it yes shell yes and brenda's saying lavish does nothing for me if the other studios are not sticking to the script of the book brenda truth and mm-hmm. i actually this is a little detour and then i think we need to start into the news because i know we're already at nine thirty. but it's been such a good chat with everybody this morning i um a local bookstore here called Cupboard Maker Books. Very fun, very cute. You should check out their Instagram page. They also house um, uh, uh, and foster cats. So okay. there are cats that they foster. They work with this uh,
1: local Rescue. nonprofit.
2: Yes, and so it's cats and books and. Hey, nothing. Uh, no, the,
0: there's nothing better than than uh, bottle feeding a baby kitten while reading a book.
2: Oh my gosh, honestly, it's so it's so cute and it's whimsical. I'll put their website in so you can see. Um but they have an Instagram account and they do a romance uh book club. They do many book clubs. Mm-hmm. And I just went the other night, um and uh, I don't know if any of you know the author Lucy's score. Well, I just learned recently that Lucy's score, um,
0: she lives. In, she is is
2: a native it. of Harrisburg. There
0: you
2: go. Um, so we were discussing her book, and she came into the book club, and it was absolutely phenomenal.
0: Well, I just I, I was uh, did see a Passionflix book club blurb, and somebody recommended her.
2: I um, highly recommend her. I I've discovered her through this book club. Um, I, this, I'm reading my now third book that Mm -hmm. she did, but she's very much a hometown rom-com. It reminds me a lot of Nina Bocci's books. Mm -hmm. Um, so you will enjoy them. But where I was going with this is I said to her, I said, I'm not sure if you're aware of passion flicks. I said, but I think some of your stories would translate. Well, I'm going to start promoting you to passion flicks. Mm -hmm. And I said, because the beauty of passion flicks is that they will work directly with the authors Mm -hmm. to ensure that the author's vision is met. And I said, I love the other productions that other, you know, other books like Bridgerton and, um, sex life. That was B.B. Easton's 44, uh, chapters on, you know, the one I'm messing the title up, but B.B. Easton's book that got translated into sex life. And she said, yeah, I know. She said, I really wanted to see the book as it was written, she said. And the series was nothing like the book. I said, exactly. I said, and you don't get that at Passion Flicks. So I've mm-hmm. already started. And she was aware of Passion Flicks. Um, one of the other authors she knows, I'm forgetting which author now, mm-hmm. um, was was option. But cool you know, I'm planting the seeds of passion flicks. And like go. I
0: said, I saw on, on the passion flicks uh, book club that she was recommended by someone. Oh, and good. I, I don't know who it was, but yeah. So I anyway, will take a look. So our, anyway. In our SR world. Yes. we can, uh, He can say that he has been reviewing the script for Gabriel's Redemption and that they have a start date of late fall. And, you know, and of course the trailer is out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Which we just discussed. Yes, um, I'm excited that he's reviewing the script. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're already talking about book three.
0: I know. And that it's, it's going to be crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And also the, the, yes, I think uh, we have the celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Gabriel series. And, Berkeley did bring down the uh, price to $1.99 for the ebooks and, uh, you know, for a, a good portion of this month. And he went it has ended, but he thanks everybody who spread the word.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I know I had a couple of sales from, uh, from that. I uh, recommended that to some friends.
0: Um, he says he's also going to be celebrating on July 31st. Argyle Empire is going to be hosting a giveaway on the Facebook group.
2: Yes. So check that out tomorrow, everybody. Argyle Empire. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great.
0: Uh, He says he's had to change the date for his chat with the SR Fans Russia. Exmo, the uh, Russian publisher, pushed back the publication date of Gabriel's promise from July to August 5th. So he'll be chatting with SR Fans Russia group on their Facebook page on August 17th at 1 p.m. All are welcome. So you don't have to worry about language. Yes. Also, also, he says, I can tell you some very generous readers. I'll be giving away Passionflix subscriptions in advance of the August 12th release of Gabriel's Rapture. And he'll be posting the giveaway on his Instagram page. Stay tuned.
2: Very good. Mm-hmm. And I know you also tweeted, um, something that he's put out too about Passion Flicks having another, um, promo for, uh, in honor of part three coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put the information in our chat. It's yeah. a sticky little leaf for those yeah. who are not promo subscribers, Three ninety nine dollars for the first three months for the monthly subscription. And, um,
0: you have to be a non-subscriber to get that.
2: Right. So I, I know it doesn't really apply to any of you listening right now, because I'm pretty sure most of you have passion flicks. Mm-hmm. But if you have a friend um, that you think might be interested, like the, I told you my colleague who I mentioned who downloaded the book for $1.99, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to share this with her and say, look, you know, you like romance. I think this might be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it you know, would be worth the try for three months. You can watch all this good content. So. Absolutely. And all, now, um, go ahead. And, then, <laughs> and
0: Gabriel's Inferno, Gabriel's Rapture will all be done there, and Driven is all there, and and I'm sure that there are a lot of readers that would really get into being, seeing them.
2: So. Oh, definitely. There are so many good productions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think people will like it a lot. And I, Betty, I laughed about the wondering if anyone will do a drinking game while watching the movie every time Julia cries, take a shot. I, I That that's, uh, that sounds yeah. like an interesting thing to do. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. I'm kind of thinking maybe that's how I can watch oh. it without like being totally <laughs> emotionally wrecked. Mm. <laughs> um, and Black Lab Lady said, question thinking ahead. I like Tosca's Alfred Hitchcock moments in some of the productions. Don't you think she'd make a good sister, Kelly in Redemption, blonde and blue eyed like Gabriel's sister? Just saying. Hmm. I love that idea, Elena. Should yeah. uh, send that
0: idea over to her. <laughs>
2: yep. Yep. She was the yoga instructor in a uh, resisting roots. So you never know.
1: That's right.
2: That would be that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Actually, I enjoyed seeing her in that. So. Oh my goodness! So we are. Rapidly approaching the end of this book, which I can't believe.
0: I know this is the next to last chapter.
2: Yeah. Chapter 63. And, uh, it begins as we, as we know, she is, she's at the conference, um, the Wodehouse conference, and she had already presented her paper and, uh, this is where Julia, this, this chapter is where Julia really digs in, and um, I thought it was really well written. Um, we start with Julia kind of contemplating that the next few days were going to be the longest of her life. Um, she really did enjoy the workshop. She got plenty of great ideas for her dissertation, but the idea, this whole Cecilia issue was yeah, just really hanging over her head. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, how sometimes when there's something you need to do and you just don't want to bring yourself to do it, I think this is where she's at. And she's trying to time it. She's trying to figure out the right angle to get the best possible outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know she keeps talking and talking and talking about what she's going to do. And she said, Cecilia seemed cold and distant, especially around Catherine uh, she had spent most of the day with Paul and Graham uh, when she wasn't feeding Claire. And uh, so I'm sure that was a, a really great comfort that the, uh, they were there. And I think her being in her element, you know, being in academia, discussing Dante, this is where she wanted to be. Um, yes, Shell, I totally agree. Very unprofessional of Marinelli. hundred percent. I'm so disappointed in her, in that character, for acting this way. Um, you know she should be a champion for mm-hmm. uh, for, her, for her students, not someone who's tearing them down, and especially tearing them down for something that wasn't even her. She has nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. So Catherine uh, was taking Claire for walks, on picnics, and visits with her. She or she took. Uh, Julie was grateful for Rebecca. Um, who took Claire for walks on picnics and visits with her godmother, Catherine. Um, and Catherine actually excused herself several times so she could take her for walks around Oxford. And I, we asked SR, what did Catherine show Claire while roaming the Oxford grounds? And he said, I think they would have started around Magdalen Bridge and looked down the river. They then would have explored the college a little and wandered down High Street, taking Radcliffe mm-hmm. camera. They may have explored the covered market as well. So SR kind of had visions of where Catherine would have taken yep. them, which, Pam, you can probably envision this as, as he wrote those things, right, since you've yeah been I, there.
0: Yeah, I've been around there. I didn't, didn't have enough time to do everything that uh, she did with Claire, but... You know, it's, it's the town, it's it's right in the middle of the Cotswolds, Mm -hmm. you know, which is a beautiful section of England, and, you know, the, the, Muglin is, is a cool place to, to go by and to walk. You can walk to it if you've got good knees.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to put a link in, um, for you to see, um. Magdalen Bridge because it's so it really is so beautiful and picturesque,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you can just imagine you can just imagine them going there and wandering around and looking at the animals and. Yeah, uh, and
0: the covered market has a lot of great stuff. And if you if you ever watched uh, Discovery of Witches, when Diana wants to feed Matthew. Um, have Matthew for dinner. Uh, she goes through the covered market to buy the groceries. That she
2: mm-hmm. It's very cool. So, um, putting and the uh, Betty says, "Wow, Catherine can walk a lot." <laughs> Catherine's the new Virgil. She says, mm-hmm. "Lori's saying it sounds lovely and amazing."
1: Uh, Wait, when, Betty when said, we... "I'd
2: probably just sit in one spot and read a book or feed the birds." Uh, you could do that
0: too. There's a lot of places <laughs> to do that, but um. You know, it the town is, it's just, it's a very walkable town to begin with. But there's mm-hmm. so, you, you, like the center of town is like where All Souls is and the Bodleian. And then the other colleges sort of surround that, but they're all within the same area.
2: Yeah, it's, so. uh, it really looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they're walking around and uh, you can kind of check out the area it just looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Catherine, you know, look, Catherine relishes her role in Claire's life and she's going, um, you know, enough that she will skip out on some lectures to uh, spend some time with the baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, PK Tabby said, I would walk around and do sightseeing. Absolutely. I just, it looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So Gabriel was due back from London in the afternoon. So I know Julie was looking forward to that. They had kept in touch via emails and FaceTime. He too had been really busy during the day and nights. He had described the other academics as something like you'd find in the British museums. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He in fact thought that one professor was older than the Rosetta (laughs) Stone. And so he asked us, was there any particular professor that you had in mind when you referenced predating the Perizetta Stone? We're discreet, and we won't ask you for a name. He said, if people thought I was writing about real people, I'd likely be sued. Winky face. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, there, there's nobody that we know that was referenced in the book that was based on a real person.
2: <laughs> I love SR, man. He cracks me up. Yes, he does. He does. That was great. The three-quarter time show. Yes,
0: we have the three-quarter time show. Yes, we
2: do. um, So we are going, um, and Cecilia announced suddenly that she would be returning to America the following morning. Uh, So this kind of put a wrinkle in Julia's plans. Because mm-hmm. I think she was building up and was going to ask her at the very end of the workshop. Yeah, I think she's kind um, of
0: procrastinating a little bit.
2: Yeah, this kind of forces her hand, right? I mean, yeah. Cecilia's like, "I'm leaving tomorrow," you know, kind of mm-hmm. unexpectedly. So this meant Julia really couldn't wait any longer and it was with great trepidation that she knocked on Cecilia's temporary office door and asked if she could speak with her. My, my, I was nervous for Julia. Like I, when I first read this, like I was having a physical, physiological response. Like I was, my, my hands were getting sweaty. Like I'm nervous for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a small, but cozy office. and The desk was covered with, with, uh, <laughs> with papers and mm-hmm. shell's so funny. She said, but was it really a denial from SR? Hmm. LOL. Yeah, I'm with you Shell. I think he definitely, I think he definitely had someone in mind when he wrote that comment. Um, mm-hmm. that's my opinion. So, you know, in the office, Julie is walking in outside her window was the Grove and it was a beautiful setting Which she could see the white tailed deer around, I'm sure Julia wants to be anywhere but sitting in front of uh, Cecilia. And she waited politely um, for Julia to speak. So Cecilia is not going to make this easy for her. No, Butterflies in the stomach for sure, Black Lab Lady Absolutely. says. Yes, it was an anxious part, Shell said. Sweaty palms. So, Sweaty palms. As Julia ruffled through her messenger bag for a piece of paper, She gave it to Cecilia, and this is how she began. Cecilia asked what this was, and Julia told her this was Graham's class schedule at Edinburgh. Cecilia grew frost as she scanned over the paper. She said that Graham's Dante course was good, but how is Italian cinema to contribute to your program? Oh, already, the sass, Mm -hmm. the salt, as my daughter would say, the salt. Mm -hmm. Um, She was very dismissive about this. And she said that Graham's Dante, you know, of course, Dante's course was good. Julia protests saying there's also a course on the influence of the Bible on Renaissance literature. Mm -hmm. And there was a course in medieval poetry, which both of them would would apply. Uh, Cecilia reminded Julia that Harvard is more extensive and more appropriate. And she would be teaching a comparative course on Virgil and Dante. That Julia should take instead. So we asked SR about timing. Why did Julia feel compelled to ask Cecilia at the workshop instead of another time? Mm -hmm. And SR said, I think she didn't want to wait any longer and that she wanted to be brave. I think she hoped Cecilia would be more positively disposed to her in that environment, which I can... Completely yeah, because I mean, she understand?
0: Was, she, she was holding out from talking to her until she got the course lo- list. Anyway, right,
2: right. She wanted the list, and then she, I think instead of waiting till she's back at Harvard, you know, Cecilia's there on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's that that environment. She thought maybe she'd kind of soften up being around all the other academics and around Graham and reminding, you know, being reminded of what excellent, excellent scholar he is. Mm-hmm. Um Shell said, if Julia were vindictive, she could have buried Marinelli. <laughs> You're right about that, Shell. She could have, because sure. what she was doing was so um, inappropriate for someone in her role. It really was. Absolutely. Um, so we asked SR also, you know, since she was looking out the window to the Grove, if he's been to the Grove. And he said yes, which... I'm very jealous, but hopefully someday I will get to there as well. And also, um, the last question I had asked regarding this segment was, did you imagine when you wrote this that Julio could take classes virtually? (laughs) And he said, no, because historically, such things would have been unthinkable. Graduate seminars are supposed to be held in person. So, you know, traditionally... Our virtual environment would never have flown. Um, Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. How could SR have even known? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Shell says she was as bad as the dean. Yeah. I think, honestly, I feel worse because I feel like she's in that role. She's supposed to be an advocate for the people she's Mm -hmm. supervising. And I feel like she's just... You know.
0: Yeah, she's just like putting the kibosh on everything and any anyone.
2: Yeah, she's she's being vindictive, and that's not a good look. Yeah. No. Yeah, Betty said, "Say what? This is mm-hmm. before COVID. Now everything is on the li- online." Yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> You're not wrong. No,
0: yeah, I mean 92nd Street. Why did this week Jonathan Lemare wrote a book about uh, the big lie, and he did something with um, I think it was Mike Barnacle.
2: Oh, wow. And, and he, everything's online. And
0: it's online. He was And I wanted to say to do it online,
2: too. I wanted to say hello to Deb, otherwise known as Rosebud010612. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're talking about Chapter 63 of all things of Gabriel's promise on all things SR. Um, really, uh, in this chapter, a uh, very stressful chapter for Julia Mm-hmm. Who's uh, trying to convince Cecilia to let her take courses at Edinburgh? <laughs> and Shell, you're right. She said, um, but it's snooty academia. It's true. <laughs> That's true. And PK Tabby said Ma- Marinelli was never has never been my favorite character in Redemption and Promise.
1: No, yeah, I can
2: she, she's she's kind of playing a little bit of the villain role. A bit in this one.
0: I mean, you know, she was good about the pregnancy, but not about this. So so Julia's looking down a little bit at the paper, and she's, you know, looking at the course list, saying, you want to prove a semester abroad? Of course, Cecilia says no, and she searched for her face, uh, for any kind of hint that she might be able to break through, and seeing that there was none, she placed the list back into her messenger bag, the one that Gabriel and uh, Rachel had so kindly given to her when they, she was in Toronto. That's right. Um, saying thank you for your time. It was good working with you.
2: Didn't you want to cheer here? I was I like, did. good for I you, did. Julia. Like, she's... good for you. Just, you know, Cecilia's not going to bring you down. You got that back though you know, like,
0: now. And, and you know what? She's she's grown a couple, if you know what I mean. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's now, she's now got this gumption where she's more confident in who she is and what she's doing. And so she can, she can fight back, Mm
1: -hmm. which is,
0: which is a great learning experience for her. So she said, uh, thank you for your time. And Cecilia said she and Gabriel would be fine commuting as a couple. And, but Julia said, you know, she wouldn't do that because she, she remembers what it was like. And right. with, with Gabriel and also that um, Todd Graham had offered her this teaching assistance position.
2: Which was and, lovely. You know, mm-hmm. Shell saying proud of Julia. Black Lab Lady saying you go, girl. Absolutely. And Flora saying Marinelli let her jealousy blind her from doing her job and supporting mm-hmm. her student. A hundred percent. PK Tabby was cheering for Julia. So was I. Good for her.
0: So now Cecilia is kind of angry with all this and she takes her glasses off and she's telling Julia that um, she, you know, she wouldn't be able to take her general exams because uh, she wasn't going to be approving any of the courses. And Julia said she understood and uh, she'd be contacting Professor Matthews and would be f- filing the paperwork to switch supervisors. Has kind of caught Cecilia a little bit off guard, and she's like, She will because she wasn't expecting that, right? And she has to,
2: she thought Julia was with. going to go along with her blindly yeah. and, like, you know, do whatever her whim indicated, but she mm-hmm. didn't.
0: So she said, No, um, when Cecilia asked who she'd work with, Julia said, I'll work with Catherine starting in August. Mm-hmm. And I love it. said you went you went behind my back she also but joseph told her that she would not serve on any of her committees and um, Julia told her only at a last resort
2: yes yeah. so and Ellie Ellie's saying I love Julia's response to her high road statement but also a little middle finger to you lady oh, yeah. and see you on the flip side <laughs> oh
0: yeah the, the the one finger salute Mm-hmm. So um, we asked, I does Cecilia realize that the career jeopardy she's putting herself in by being told cold to Julie in front of Catherine? Um, and as I responded, in this case, Cecilia doesn't care. She already held a position at Oxford and is now at Harvard. In some sense, Catherine can't do much to damage to her.
2: hmm The whole, the whole thing. Uh, safety in being... Uh, but, what's the well, word she's already, um uh, uh, it's uh, not vested it is she's an established no there's, professor, there's a word in academia when they have full tenure that's it okay fully tenured professors can pretty much do anything they want it's true so now so Cecilia switches to italian now
0: and uh tells julie that she'd be shortchanging herself with the offerings that were being held in edinburgh she would not read nor would she write a letter of recommendation for any job offering? And this kind of hit Julie a little bit and and stings. But Mm -hmm. in her world, there were arrows meant to threaten and then harm. So Mm -hmm. prospective employers would notice that Cecilia's letter would not be there in her dossier. Also scholarship committees and grant awarding agencies would take notice of that. And...
2: Yeah, that was a serious, Cecilia was, this is what, she, she, she was, was being nasty
0: now. Yeah. She was just
2: she plain nasty
0: there. Because she is the tenured professor and Julia's not. hmm So, Julia realized that she wasn't bluffing and Cecilia's uh, putting the target on Julia's reputation and she felt attacked and wounded. Because um, she, she had always thought that she had some sort of a collegial relationship with Cecilia.
2: Well, she did at the beginning. She really did.
0: Because she went all through the pregnancy. You know, you Mm -hmm. take the maternity leave. And and she's now, everything's kind of unwrapping. Mm -hmm. There was a time when she was targeted by another professor. And this was before Mm -hmm. Gabriel knew who she was. And she had gone to his office. He told her that their professor-student relationship was not working. And she left his office humiliated, along with a special gift that she left
2: underneath. (laughs) Unintentionally, as her contents of her bag spilled Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out all Mm -hmm. over the floor. That was such a great scene. That was a good scene. Um,
0: And uh, she would never, but she would decide she would never let anyone use her as a pawn in an academic chess game. Yep. So she and she and Gabriel had survived for months without being together, and you know, there was no contact before they were married. And, and as long as they lived, Julie would ensure that she would never be separated again from him. Yep. And she would protect her uh, Gabriel from himself so he wouldn't, you know, lose out on any of his academia opportunities. Opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, especially with this lectureship. So she you know, just to stay in Massachusetts, that wouldn't have been right. So she would assert herself to Professor Marinelli, even if it meant unjust censure. She so she goes to the door, she says, I'm sorry you feel this way. I wish you the best, and walked out with her head held high. And she would not let she would not see Cecilia's dismay.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's a lot of comments. Um, Betty said, me in my head, I'm Julia Emerson, and I'm a whole lot of master's graduate student. Shazam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Floors saying, like, in your face, Marinelli, I got picked in. (laughs) Ha. Mm -hmm. And then Shell saying, being shamed by her boss for not being at sage lectures was not a good thing. But now she has proven that she is at fault for losing that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Black Lab Lady saying, such a witch. Well, it actually begins with a capital B. <laughs> mm-hmm. A female dog. <laughs> yeah. A female, yes. Uh, and a good student, Shell yes, she said. She is. And that's where I think, even though Julia's under duress because uh, Cecilia's going being so nasty and not going to send any letters of recommendation or anything her way. I still feel that her reputation is growing, especially in venues like the one, the workshop she's currently attending, Mm -hmm. that I feel like it's not going to hinder her as much as she thinks it does right now. Black Lab Lady said Julia handled it perfectly. So well written by SR. I agree. Yep. So
0: it seems Julia is the uh, one preventing Gabriel from academic grooming. Uh, ruined by not allowing him to refuse the sage lectures this time, as opposed to him protecting her in Toronto. Was that something that you outlined in advance, or did it emerge as you wrote promise? And S.R.'s response was, it was intentional, insofar as both Julianne and Gabriel are Dante specialist. There will be specific challenges. We saw some of those challenges in Redemption, when they argued over how to interpret Guido's account in Inferno. And we've seen them have, have to deal with academic politics and other books. But dealing with research opportunities on multiple con- continents would also be challenging, especially as Julian's career progresses.
2: Yep, yeah, completely, mm-hmm. completely. Uh, she's, you know, look, in academia, Cecilia is not wrong. There are uh, academic relationships that survive um, in people being in two different locations, but you have to be at a point in your relationship where you're willing to do that. I have a friend who was in Florida, uh, University of Florida, um, while her husband was in Texas and they made it work. They would see each other on the weekends or every other weekend. Um, It wasn't easy though, Mm -mm. but it also, Florida to Texas is not the same as being you know, a six or seven hour flight, that's, it's the time element Mm -hmm. is challenging. Plus, uh, my friend did not have young children at that point. So, you know, they also weren't dealing with a family dynamic. It was just the relationship between the two of them. Um, You know, so it's for Cecilia just to be so unwilling, I mean, unwilling to support Her efforts to balance family and career is just, I think, disgraceful.
0: No, and unfortunately, and not just in academia, it does happen.
2: Um, Yes. Absolutely. I I
0: saw it where I worked at one point in time.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Floor saying, absolutely, Julia stood her ground. Bravo. Shell said, sketchy Guido is sketchy. (laughs) <laughs> yep. and Betty's saying yes and they have a baby the baby will need to see her dad otherwise she will see him as a stranger yeah mm-hmm. it's just it's yeah. just you know I think Julia and Julia was playing this well on both counts you know she wanted to make sure that her family stayed together and mm-hmm. she also didn't want she did not want Gabriel to refuse the sage lectures no, and, there and, so- and I think For her, too, academically, for her to be there while he's presenting them, that still would be an amazing learning experience
1: Mm -hmm. for
2: someone in a graduate studies program. So, uh, you know, again, Cecilia was just so, so wrong on all the counts here.
0: You know, and I, you know, the thing is, is you can say it. I mean, when I say other professions, a perfect example was my, my mom and dad. My my dad worked for Union Carbide for a number of years, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: we had been transferred to Virginia, and we lived in Richmond for a while, and they wanted to t- transfer him out of Virginia to Germany. This was like
1: 1961,
0: 62. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom, you know, my sister and I were, I was... So seven maybe at the time six or seven my sister would have been three three or four and mom didn't want to uproot everybody my mother didn't want to go to Germany to begin with only because she knew she would have to be there for about five years and with every at that point in time the the there was all kinds of stuff still reminiscent from World War II going on in Germany so she did she you know she she's kind of wanting to stay away from all that nonsense. And, and not that my mom was political in any way, she really wasn't, but it was just, you know, just too much to handle for a young family. So my father refused the transfer. And as a result, they fired my father, uh, mm, and, you know, which and is that, just
2: horrible. Well,
0: that, that was the Mad
2: Men days. They could do that. Right. So you're right about that. Yeah. It's, you know, as, as Brenda says, She just wants to support him as much as he supports her. Mm -hmm. And she is willing to sacrifice just like he had for her. True love at its finest. A hundred percent, Brenda. And Shell agreed, Black Lab Lady and Flora all were saying, absolutely, Brenda. This is love, Mm -hmm. sacrifice. Absolutely. But I think her sacrifice is not going to be as great as she thinks it is because I do not feel like, Cecilia's withholding of the letter is going to diminish her chances. And even if it does somewhat, then she probably won't want to be at that mm-hmm. place um, if they're not going to be understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, if she says, I, I did this so I could be with my husband who is presenting the sage lecturers, I think any... Program would be like, of course, you should be there. Well, <laughs> I think as as they as they get
0: further along after this, what SR has written, I have a feeling that their um, professional lives will be mm-hmm. so commingled that chances are they would be both offered to come to a certain university to to lecture, do whatever, right? Because they they can bounce they balance each other out on different things and it would bring a different perspective of the Dante and Beatrice uh, story to that.
2: And I'm I'm seeing, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, the question I thought I posted didn't post until now. hmm. Um, I, I agree. um, And Cecilia said, or Shell said, Cecilia doesn't hold as much power as she thinks. Um, and uh, which I agree with, and mm-hmm. Betty raises a very good point. Let's not forget the Emerson's had an intruder in their home. Mm-hmm. So there's no way they would feel okay of, at being in different, con- on being, at being in different continents. And this was not a regular intrusion. Cough, cough, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, that's another great point. Mm-hmm. That man,
0: there, there was makes that. it even
2: more intense. A hundred percent. Michelle agrees with you, Pam.
0: Thank you, Michelle. So, yeah, yeah man, it I just, mean. I, I just, I just, you know, and I don't know whether SRL will ever write another story of Gabriel and Julia. Never say never. And uh, I'm
2: hopeful, fingers crossed. But
0: I think, uh, like I said, I think as their careers progress, they'll be more and more of a couple team as opposed to individuals. Yeah. They'll each have their own perspective, but they'll complement each other in many ways. Professional. I agree.
2: So. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. And yes, Floor is saying, good point, Betty. That was traumatizing. And Betty says, hey, even if it affects Julia's future as a professor, she could always join Paul on his new <laughs> gig. <laughs> in the alternate universe, Paul has a radio show. <laughs> Julia could be the co-host of his show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michelle saying, Academia knows that Julia isn't pushing Gabriel's agenda. Right. She's already established herself as an independent thinker. Absolutely. Um, and not someone who's just carrying the water of her husband. Um, she's not a pushover, you know? No, she's and not. What, a, what a growth in her character. She's never been, but she's just not had the confidence to really show that she's not been. Um, yeah, she's, she, her evolution has been as exciting as, as Gabriel's. Yes, it has. Um, I think a lot of times I know I will focus on Gabriel because he, he's had such a dramatic story arc, but we can't forget hers was equally as
1: mm-hmm.
2: harrowing. So.
0: And that's what makes this story <laughs> so great is that you got both characters that are going through things.
2: And and Rosebud saying, Betty, we're not going down that road with Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you can't beat a woman for trying, right, Betty? That's exactly right.
0: (laughs) Betty's heart is in the right place.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Always with Paul.
2: (laughs) Always, always. Well, we went a little bit over our time today, but this has been such a good discussion um, <laughs> I, uh, I've really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this chapter in terms of just how it demonstrates Julia's growth and how she was committed to keeping her family together. Mm-hmm. And I think how she kind of, uh, Cecilia underestimated her that and she did. I, I think it was, um, I think it's very telling that she's, um, you know committed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know she's gonna keep her family together while she pursues her her dreams
0: absolutely
2: um as shell as shell notes uh being calm and quiet doesn't mean you're a pushover very true and Flora said but a pissed julia will get her point across (laughs) (laughs) and betty said it could be fun i've never said julia was going to have a romantic relationship with paul in that alternate universe they could be friends. Well, of, of I, course, I, of are. course, and they are because they—they are. She, she, Paul is one of her friends, and I'm glad they reestablished the friendship in this book too. Yeah. Thanks, shell She's had a great time. We've had a great one too. Thanks for contributing so much. That's what makes the podcast special—is
1: mm-hmm. yeah, being able to
2: share your things. comments and your thoughts uh, with the uh, fellow SR fans. I—that's one of the things I like about the format that we have. Um, Black Lab Lady says, Julia's fortitude has mostly been internalized. Now it's coming out for all to see. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yes. And I'm excited, to hoping you guys all have a good weekend. Brenda's saying great chat. See you all next time. Have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for next week. PK Tabby says, thank you, ladies. Find joy in thank your you. weekend. Thank you. We I, will. We will. I and am, yes, Flora I am. agrees. They've all progressed so much. So. And I am taking Miss
0: Mayor out for her 54th birthday today.
2: Oh, that will be fun. That's yes. going to be a lot of joy finding. Yes. I'm excited it about that. Very interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a ride out to Hershey. And I'm going to meet up with them. That's right which will be fun Uh, mm -hmm. chocolate (laughs) world here we come yes it's an alternate universe it is well i'm gonna put the link too so if you don't know what i'm talking about uh it is something worth seeing that's for sure it's Mm -hmm. the little um the little tour of uh
0: or she's chocolate world
2: Hershey's Chocolate World kind of can go and learn about how they make the chocolate. I'm sure Ashley's probably been there.
0: Um, I I would assume many Pennsylvanians have been
2: at mm-hmm. least once
0: in their lifetimes.
2: <gasps> Cheryl just said someone won the lottery in Pennsylvania. <gasps> really, I sure. Oh,
0: please, please! I've got my ticket in
1: my my pocket.
2: Oh my gosh! And I didn't buy a ticket. My family did though, but ah. Uh, I hope. I hope it's I hope it's someone who will appreciate the the money and do good mm-hmm. things with it. Yeah, Thanks I, I, so I knew much.
0: Somebody in, in I think it was in Illinois did too. So
2: <sighs> exciting!
0: Anyway, I, I just want five numbers. That's all. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to leave us today with a little bit of Pete Seeger. Pete this time of year, we used to have this big musical festival on uh, Croton on Hudson, New York and all kinds of folk singers would show up and it was always a good time. And mm-hmm. uh, he helped clean up the Hudson and I believe he would be probably about 97, 98 years old if he was still alive. Oh, so, Yeah. And I've, I remember the last time I saw him was when he did a bunch of mini concerts up and down the Hudson River communities in New York um, for the affordable health care plan. so Annie i p.m. I'll have to I'll have to make sure I have my ticket checked.
2: <laughs> Definitely do that
0: yes. All right guys <sighs> so again I'm gonna leave you with some uh, Pete Seeger. Have a great day, good weekend and we'll see you next week.
2: I love it. Yes, yes. Take care, everybody. Be kind to yourselves and to others. Have finding the joy as part of your weekend and of your week. I love that phrase, Lori. Take care, all. There is a season, turn,
1: turn, turn, and the time to every purpose under heaven.